Story number one. Humans are weird. Noping out of there. Written by Betty Adams. I'll see you tomorrow, Ryan called out as he shrugged into his jacket. You gonna ask what's up with that? The receptionist asked, jerking her chin to the slow, frowning stream that took up the far side of the corridor. Ryan glanced where she indicated and smiled ruefully. One of the younger hundulets was poking its gripping end out of the stream and very obviously waiting for attention. There had been a campus-wide memo about not disturbing the staff during working hours, and the undulates were still smarting a bit from the sarcasm that had saturated the note. Ryan strolled over to the waving in greeting at the undulate, who flung its body into a gleefully rotational greeting. Ryan had been taught that a double twist like that translated to roughly, Goody, 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 I was noticed! He laughed in delight as he knelt, holding out his hand. The undulate scrambled out of the water and rushed forward to press into his palm. Greetings, human co-worker Ryan. It pressed into his hand. Was your duronal cycle satisfactory? Please speak to me. I am learning. Very much so, Ryan replied, pressing the speaking at the same time. Are you well rested? It asked. Well enough, Ryan said. Who are you, exactly? He had found that it was better just to risk the offense of exposing your own ignorance than to risk the offense of being wrong about who you were talking to. The undulate quickly backed off for a moment and Ryan was concerned, but then the undulate fluffed up with pride and spoke. I am waiting to be named, he said. Ah, Ryan nodded, sagely as the undulate bumped back into his hand. Smart move. That phrase translated very well, thankfully. I waited for my movement name too. What's your movement name? The undulate writhed and hopefully complex movement that sent a skittering across the solid floor. Ryan couldn't help but bursting out into laughter. Well then, Tapsalot, he said cheerfully, what did you want to talk to me about? Tapsalot paused and for a moment only his gripping appendages continued to tap and thought against the floor. Finally, he scrambled back to Ryan's hand. You're a botanist, correct? he asked. I've been known to study a few plants, Ryan said. Would you like to enjoy a semi-recreational activity with me in relation to our mutual field of study? Tapsalot asked. His body was tense with eager anticipation, and Ryan grinned. Sure, little guy, he replied. I've got nothing better to do this afternoon. What did you have in mind? I've heard that the humans have a custom whereby they travel some distance to observe a temporal chromatic alterations in the local flora biomes. Tapsalot explained, falling back from the purposely casual language that he had been using to the universal standard. There will be a change in a nearby floral mass caused by its switching from a vegetative to a reproductive state, and I wish to know if you would attend with me at the durinal hour 7.36. We would leave the transport hub at durinal hour 6. Taps a lot, pushed, and then switched back to the common language. Six and a quarter. I'd love to, Ryan said with no little surprise. He hadn't heard of any foliage worth watching around the rocky island and the university was situated in. There were copious amounts of ground cover, but the lack of seasons on this planet meant all changes were gradual and essentially random. His train of thought was derailed as Tapslot rolled sideways in glee, before very obviously gathering himself together and shuffling back to Ryan with an assumed dignity. I will meet you at the transport surface marked with the number 4 and the letter H. Tapsalot told him. Will do, little guy, Ryan called. Ryan went back to his dorm room and changed into clothes that could stand a trip outside. He grabbed a data pad and local ecosystems and strolled out. 
The streams that the undulates used in the place of the sidewalk were only a meter wide, and he normally left them without having thought. But today, he took a zigzagging route over the footbridges. He had plenty of time, and the weather was comfortably warm. It was a perfect afternoon for a walk. The triple suns gleamed down through the ice-dense atmosphere. The sky was gleaming down in a swirl of muted rainbows, and the network was washing against the shore of the islands in a gentle waves. He paused under the sadly spindly pine tree and stared ruefully down at the circle of dying ground cover around it. It really did look like the more acidic earth fauna wouldn't be allowed. You're just too much for this ecosystem, bud. Ryan reached out and patted the rough bark. Don't worry, we'll still love you back home. And besides, there isn't enough wind here in the world for you to develop proper branches anyway. He finally reached the transport field and tossed the backpack into a hover that was waiting there. It was an oblong, somewhat like a surfboard with a raised edges and a textured surface. There were a few jeeps over in the one corner, but the wheeled vehicles got almost no use in this mild atmosphere, and he was rather fond of the magic carpet feel of the undulate transports. Greetings, human co-worker Ryan, Tapslot called out from the stream that led into the transport hub. Howdy, Tapslot, Ryan called out. The undulate heaved itself out of the water and shuffled across the ground in what was a pretty brisk trot for the breadbox-sized folk. Ryan waited patiently by the transport until Tapslot paused by the transport. Are we ready to go? Ryan asked. Tapslot waved an appendage in agreement and ambled up onto the transport, taking the position near the leading point. The controls rose out of the textured material like nodes, forming from bark. Ryan climbed up behind him and mentally prepared himself for a slow drift. The transport rose about a meter over the ground and smoothly accelerated to a brisk jogging pace. How does the name I suggested feel now that you've had a chance to try it out? Ryan asked. Tapsalot gave an excited wriggle at his gripping end and indicated that he was well pleased but didn't bother trying to speak over the wind. When he had calmed down somewhat, he raised a single gripping appendage from the controls to indicate the northern sky. Ryan first squinted in the direction and then relaxed his focus as Z couldn't see anything in particular. What's over there? he asked. Relevant weather patterns for foliage change, the undulate's non-gripping end explained. Ryan nodded, trusting the eyeless alien was seeing something that he wasn't in the atmosphere, and then leaned back on his hands, which wasn't particularly far on the little cove where they were headed. The transport pulled up to where a smooth, glossy marine ground cover met the water, and Ryan and Tapsalot strolled out onto the slick beach analog created by the water formations on this planet. You know, Ryan offered, as Tapslots led him to a convenient place to sit and observe. Our water formations are a lot different back home. As are ours, Tapslot agreed. Our surface is covered with green coral forests and wide-spreading waters. These deep, narrow canyons are quite strange, are they? Wouldn't call them canyons myself, Ryan observed. I haven't even seen ones that are more than a foot above the water, even during low tide. What would you call them? Tapsalot asked, managing to pull a note of curiosity of the sound of his voice. Oh, the folks back home at Central University are deciding on a proper word for them, he replied. For now, we just call them narrows. He spotted the seed pod from the one of the larger plants and grew on this world and grinned. He stooped and picked up the pod while Tapsalot watched in interest. Ryan balanced the rounded disc in his hand for a moment before snapping it across the surface of the narrow. 
It skipped several times before smacking into the schwa shore. Tapsalot was speechless for a moment, its body limp with astonishment. Ryan strolled over the edge of the narrow and glanced down into the slightly murky water. Man, the diatoms are really going wild this season, he observed. There was a silence from behind him as Tapsalot had gotten over his shock enough to start towards the viewing location. There was a small attention app behind him and Ryan glanced at Tapsalot. Was that an example of human throwing? Tapsalot asked, his body held in an astonished angle. Sort of, I guess, Ryan replied. It's called skipping. Here we are. A propped down on the bank and Ryan gazed down into the water. Are we looking for anything in particular? he asked. There were quite a few flora-type species in the shallow grotto. Green tendrils waved over rust-red coral growths, light blue starbursts scattered in small clusters closer to the surface. The pink and blue ground cover that favoured the edges of the narrows grew right down into the water for nearly a metre. Traps a lot slipped into the water and swam down to the network of fine black threads that Ryan had taken for dead matter of the green tendrils. Tapsalot swam back up with a sample and placed it in Ryan's hand. Medrini wasn't much thicker than a human hair. Ryan pulled out his multi-tool and examined the growth nodes while Tapsalot explained the reproductive strategy. The suns warmed the ground and the water lapped leisurely at their appendages. Ryan kicked off his shoes. My eyes can't see much color in this, Ryan finally observed. What color was it before? It hasn't changed yet, Tapsalot explained. That is what we're here for. The reproductive effort change. Oh, Ryan blinked. So it all happens in one evening. For each individual, yes, quite quickly, Tapsalot pressed. It is not the way on Earth. No, for a big popular foliage changes, Ryan said. It takes many days, if not weeks. Fascinating, Tapsalot said. How do the vegetative bodies capture a host then? What now? Ryan asked. Some sudden movement caught his eye and he stared blankly at the water for a moment. The thin black tendrils were writhing suddenly, frothing in the water. Then they grew. They grew thick. They grew long. They grew many. They grew up. Nope. Ryan sprang up and backed away. Human co-worker Ryan taps a lot, waved at him. Nope. 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 Ryan expanded on a suddenly forty-meter-long tendrils reach for him. He felt something cold and wet clinging to his hand. He glanced at the tendril that he was holding and frantically tried to shake it off. It gripped like a cold, wet glue he ripped off and tried to shake it off as his fingers, only to see that snatched away by a whole tendrils. I do not comprehend your motion language, human co-worker Ryan. Tapsalot waved at him. The tendrils were reaching for the little undulate. Nope, out, Ryan yelped. He dove forward and snatched up his friend. He sprinted to the transport and slammed his foot into the slight bulge in the rear. Human co-worker Ryan, you just destroyed the speed and altitude limiter. Tapsalot pressed, hooting and sudden at shock. You chose now to freak out, Ryan demanded, as he threw the transport into drive and sped away from the tendrils. More were popping up all around them now. Ryan lowered his sensitivity of the steering and began simply using his weight to shift the trajectory. There was no reason to breed before, Tapsalot insisted. What? Never mind, we're almost clear, Ryan shouted. Tapsalot felt silent and stayed out of the way. You okay, friend Tapsalot? Ryan asked, craning his neck around and getting a good look at the undulate who was clinging to his back. 
I humbly request that you green on the trajectory that you are currently pursuing at velocities that will result in injury, or even your internals if you're carbon. Tapslot pressed. Backskin isn't much good for translation, Ryan observed, but I get the idea. He fell silent and focused on getting them home. They pulled into the parking spot and Ryan took a deep breath. Tapsala climbed down in front of him and lifted his gripping appendages entreatingly. Your pheromone profile suggested you deeply frightened by the foliage change, human friend Ryan, Tapsalot said carefully. Well, I was, Ryan said, rubbing his face ruefully. A cold, fast ride back gave me time to think about how you wouldn't have put yourself or me in a really dangerous situation. Ah, Tapsalot wriggled an apparently universal mix of shame and glee scientists experienced when they got amazing data from the fellow creatures suffering. The famous human fight-or-flight freeze response being constrained by reason. Ryan stared down at him with twitching lips and burst out laughing. Tapsalot, waiting patiently for the outburst to end, and shuffled forward with the gripping appendages up. Shall we engage in human comfort gesture, known as cuddling, human friend Ryan? Tapsalot asked. Ryan chuckled and held up his arms. Tapsalot climbed up and did his best friendly cat impression. Come on, bud, Ryan said, patting his new friend. I need to report mooring a transport to the base mechanics. End of story number one.